Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there is an increasing acceptance, both here and around the world, of the use of cannabis to help treat various conditions. And Amy Brown, who lives in Ross Gray in County Tipperary, is another example of that. Amy was issued with a ministerial licence to help treat the pain associated with her endometriosis. Amy, good afternoon to you. Hello, thanks for having me. How long have you had endometriosis for? Uh, Well, my first symptoms began when I was eight years old, but I didn't actually get my period until I was 11. So it it presented, the symptoms presented prior to the first period and I didn't get diagnosed until I was 21. Oh my God. And so in the intervening period, Amy, what were doctors saying to you? They were saying to me that I was just very unfortunate that I suffer with extremely heavy periods and... They said that maybe I was anxious and that's why the pain seemed more severe than it was. I, I wasn't really taken very seriously, to be honest. Oh, um, gosh. I was given different various contraceptive pills and then like the bar, the marina coil, the injection. I had almost every hormonal treatment on the market for the 10 years prior to getting diagnosed. Yeah. And did any of that work or help in any respect? No, unfortunately not. And the side effects were really, really severe. Like I, I, did, I talk to women every day now who are trying these various hormonal treatments and they're in their 30s and 40s and their mental health is absolutely shattered with the various hormonal changes and stuff. And I think back about like how I was only a teenager going through all that, those different various changes and how that would have implicated my behaviour. And, you know, it's just I feel really sorry for teenage me, to be honest, thinking mm. back now. So when you were 21 and you finally got a diagnosis, uh, how did the treatment change or did it? It didn't change, no. So they can only definitively diagnose via a laparoscopy, which is a keyhole surgery. So I had that done and he, he told me that I had endometriosis, lots of it, and that he would refer me to a specialist. And so I waited three years then to see that specialist. And I was on no treatment in those three years. And then she explained to me that that was like having asthma and having no inhalers. She explained to me that it was a chronic condition, that it it did need treatment. And so she put me on another pill. And I had more various marina coils then after that as well to try. But nothing ever worked. The only thing that ever helped me to relieve pain was the cannabis. Now, did you kind of discover that by accident or did someone suggest it to you? I honestly, I discovered it by accident. So I would have considered myself a recreational user, unknown to the the medical impacts it was having. So I just assumed that everybody felt better when they consumed cannabis. And then it was more in my mid-20s when I started making the connections then with the endocannabinoid system. And I got more into the the real research behind it. And that's when I discovered, wow, that, that's what's been keeping me going. Like, mm. and, now, so, and, and did that require you to kind of... Uh, take cannabis every day or around the time of your period or, or what way did that work for you? I, I've been consuming cannabis daily. Yeah, it's it's a daily occurrence. So I didn't realise, as I said, it was medically benefiting me until much later. But I knew that my mental health was much better. My anxiety my anxiety was much lower. And, you know, I, I just felt generally better in myself all along. Mm. Now, at some point then, Amy, did you kind of say to your consultant, listen, I know this sounds a bit mad, but I have a joint every day and it really helps with this? Yeah, I was very open with my GPs over the years about it. And like that, some were open, some were very, very close-minded. And 
almost very stigmatizing, which was very hurtful. But I suppose I just I, I stuck to me guns, my values, my integrity kept me going and I eventually found a consultant willing to listen. I had one consultant telling me that I should emigrate if I wanted to choose that route. And I said, well, that's fine for me. But what about the other one in 10 women who are suffering who could benefit from this as well? Do you know, like, we, we should be open to new information. And that, that's the way I see it. Mm. So the the consultant who was, who finally, who was open to it, then it, was it that consultant who said, right, there's a process here uh, that perhaps you can get... Uh, uh, marijuana for medical use, and is that a very is that a very complicated process? It was actually myself who introduced the process to the <laughs> consultant. We right. had no idea, unfortunately. Yeah, so and I think that's also what helped me get it over the line is that I was so well articulated in the ins and outs of the MCAT program and the ministerial license. I, you know, I was very well rehearsed in my research, and so I think that's why he he took me more seriously maybe than than others did. Because the research was from home. I was the other consultants. I was going in with research from Canada and Barcelona and stuff. Whereas this was, was solid evidence from Ireland. Like So he heard me out and he saw how desperate I was just to be treated as a reliable witness to my own suffering and my own experience. And I am so grateful to him and his team because like that, he had absolutely no idea about it. And he approached it with an open mind. And the agreement we made was that if I try a couple of his treatments and his avenues, and they didn't work, then we would try apply my way. Mm. So I and I agreed to that, and I was happy with that. So I had a couple of procedures on my back. I had Botox injections and and different things, but like that, it didn't it didn't improve. So he stuck to his word, and then we we done the application. It's not too much of a complicated process. There's a PDF that you can get from the from the government uh, website, and so it's up to your consultant then to fill out and. You have to explain, I suppose, the treatments that you've tried and failed. And you have to specify the type of cannabis products that you are going to prescribe for your patients. So, again, my doctor had no idea even what was available in the Transvaal Pharmacy. So it was fantastic that it was very much patient-led. I had a lot of say in the products that he was going to prescribe. And so it's the Bedrican Sativa Floss flower. So it's 30 grams of cannabis flower an ounce. The same as what I... I would buy on the unregulated market only for if this is a much better price and it's regulated. Mm, right. And, and where does it come from? It comes from the Netherlands. Right. Is the license issued to your consultant or to you? It's issued to my consultant specifically for me. Mm. So he, he couldn't go and prescribe to any other uh, patients in his clinic using this license. It's only specifically for me. Yeah, and so th- uh, did that take a long time? Because I under- as I understand it, you kind of applied for this and heard nothing, and then r- you were looking at your email one day. Yeah, so it was it was mad the way it happened. My consultant had agreed at the end of August to apply, and so it was a matter of me chasing them then for about maybe four or six weeks for them to get all the information together. And once they did, they forwarded it directly to the Minister for Health, and I was chasing the Minister for Health emails for a couple of days and his private secretary told me that valid applications are are processed within two to three days. But at that stage, mine had been gone in a week. So I assumed that mine was not valid and that I was going to have to appeal or whatever. And then I noticed an email in my junk folder from the controlled drugs at gov.ie and that was explaining that the next Transvaal pharmacy delivery to Ireland will be taking place on the 8th and 9th of December. And if I wish to avail of it to 
upload the prescription and get the invoice settled, etc. So I was thinking, surely I wouldn't receive this information if if I hadn't been approved. Yeah. And so that's how I found out an email in my junk folder. Yeah, you want to reset your sentence there uh, uh, on the email, I think. How much, I know. How much does it cost, Amy? So at the moment for the 30 gram prescription, it's 216 euro. Now, that's, we're going to see how I go with that dosage. If that increases, it will increase by the same amount. So if it's, if it's two grams per day, it's going to be 432 euro. It'll go Ooh. up by 216 per gram a day. How does that compare? How does that compare to the what we're calling the unregulated market? Well, at the moment on the unregulated market, I pay about four hundred euros in a month for twenty-eight grams. Right. But the only, so it's a huge financial difference. But the only kind of negative about it is it's only one specific strain available from the Netherlands, and I'm hoping it's going to be effective. I won't know until I try. And I don't re- I don't have any other options. Only the specific flower. So that's that's a bit of a a disaster. So that's why we're calling for the MCAP program to widen, you know, to include various conditions and to include more products to be available. For mm. Well, I mean, where you're getting that from, do they have a variety of products or are there, you know, in, say in other pharmacies in, in the Netherlands can provide different sorts? Well, as far as I'm aware, the government only, ad- uh, what's the word, approve the products from this particular Transvaal pharmacy. Uh-huh. And so on their website, there there are two, I think there's two flower um, types available. One is Indica and one is Sativa-based. And so perhaps I could try the, the Indica, but there's only the two options, which is very limited. Right. Okay. And y- you don't get any help with the pay. You, you can't put, you know, pot on the drug payment scheme, I suppose. No, unfortunately not. And I have a medical card, so they were like, I've been covered for all the opioids they've been giving me for the last 15 or years or so. So it makes no sense to me that they don't cover my my cannabis medicine. You know, it, yeah. it's, I don't understand the double standards, to be honest. Yeah. No, and so you're expecting this to arrive on Friday, is that right? That's correct, yeah. But I'm going to be in work, which is really unfortunate. So <laughs> I've been allowed to nominate my mom to collect at the door as long as she can prove that she has her passport and stuff. I've been allowed to nominate her. So that's going to be a very exciting day. Right. And that the, the mad thing is, it's like it's being delivered like anything else, like DPD and like, you know, your bag of weed is at the door kind of thing. It's, it's Exactly. <laughs> I just, I find it so ironic that something that I've risked a jail sentence for for the last 10 or 15 years is now being delivered to my door via the government. Like it's just, it's absolutely mind blown. It's a new day and it's hope for any other endometriosis patient out there who's being stigmatised or criminalised further cannabis use, you know? Yeah. And do, do, is this the same as ordinary weed or is it in pill form or is there any difference in the way you it's consume it? It's the exact it? same. It's ordinary weed. It's flour. It's bud. Mm. Right. So, to, to be honest, like we all have this thing about medical cannabis and, and normal cannabis. It's all cannabis. The only thing that makes it medical is the label that's given to the patient who's consuming it. Yeah. And I've been diagnosed with this since I was 21. And yet I'm 30 now and I'm only being legally recognised now as a, as, a, as a patient who consumes cannabis. So the amount of people out there who are patients as well, who are being stigmatised and criminalised, just makes no sense to me. We need to get chronic pain recognised and we need to stop wasting guardy and government resources on criminalising patients. Uh, now, the license you have, as I understand it, is for three months. Will it be kind of to get it renewed? Will that take a long time or have they said that might be a bit easier? Well, like I said, the, the secretary did confirm that it takes two to three days to val- to approve the valid applications. And now that we've done it once, 
I'm assuming it's going to be a matter of just copying and pasting the same application and changing the date and putting a signature on to carry on. Now, I understand the logic to some extent. They want to make sure that it's worth it. Mm. But I suppose after three or six months, if I have to keep doing it, that doesn't really make a lot of logical sense. They should just grant the license and let that be that. Yeah. But I don't know if that will be the case. As I said, it's a, it's a whole new day for me and for my, my paying consultant and the team. Like, this is all new to us. So we just have to see how the past falls unfold. Well, fingers crossed, Amy, that it all works out for you. And thank you so thank much you. for, for um, speaking with us today. That was uh, Amy Brown there in, in Ross Cray County, Tipperary. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. On News Talk.